power yes. of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So last week, um, we, I asked a question also. In the Old Testament, okay, the Holy Spirit was present, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. In the New Testament, we have the Holy Spirit. Yes. But the, it, was, it, was, it was the same Spirit, which is God's Spirit. But I told you to read Numbers, okay? Yes. Numbers 11. So let's go to Numbers 11. And then um, look at um, verse 25. We'll start there. You don't have to raise your hand, okay? So let me ask you this. Who read it? Praise the Lord. Numbers 11, verse 25. Then the Lord came down in the cloud. And spoke to him. Who's him? Nope. Yes, Moses. Okay, spoke to him, spoke to Moses. And took of the spirit that was upon him. And placed the same upon the 70 elders. And it happened. When the Spirit rested upon them, that they prophesied, although they never did so again. So, before this, before this verse here, did anybody go back and read what had happened? What, 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 what's going on that came to this place right here? What happened? They were eating, uh, yes, people, huh, were, what, complaining, so let's, let's just go all the way back, okay, you guys are still in numbers, go back to verse 1, look at verse 1, and then when you are there, say amen, amen, okay, now, when the people complain, how many complainers do we have in here? Look, it depleased the Lord, for the Lord heard it, and his anger was aroused. So the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed some in the outskirts of the camp. Verse 2, Then the people cried out to Moses, and when Moses prayed to the Lord, the fire was quenched. Verse 3, So he called the name of the place Tabera, because the fire of the Lord had burned among them. So people were complaining. Complaining. Bunch of complainers. Now, If you were to continue to read on, look at verse 16. Look at verse 16. It says that, So the Lord said to Moses, Gather to me 70 men of the elders of Israel, whom you know to be the elders of the people and officers over them. 
Bring them to the tabernacle of Medan, that they may stand there with you. Then I will come down and talk with you there. I will take of the spirit that is what upon you and will put the same what upon them. And they shall bear the burden of the people with you that you may not bear it yourself alone. Okay, so now that's when we go to verse 25. And then, and then that's what we read here that the Lord came down in the cloud, spoke to him and took of the spirit that was upon him and placed the same upon the 70 elders. And it happened when the spirit rested upon them that they prophesied, although they never did so again. Okay, so people were complaining, right? And then Moses was leading the people during this time, right? Out of Egypt into the promised land. And people were complaining, 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 complaining. So Moses says, I need help. I need help. So God gave him help, right? The 70 elders. And when God gave him, when, when, when the 70 elders were there to help Moses, what did God do? He put upon them his spirit. Right? Put upon them his spirit. Now, let's go to Acts. Okay, go to Acts. Praise the Lord. Look at um, Acts chapter 2. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Who's happy? Praise the Lord. Who's thankful to be alive? Amen. Amen. Yes. Thank you. Okay, look at Acts chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. Verse 4, look. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Do you see a difference here? Yes. Do you see a difference in numbers in the Old Testament with Moses and the 70 elders? Yes. And then now you see the difference here in Acts with the Holy Spirit? What's the difference? What's that? Okay, so in, in Acts, right? Is that what you're talking about, referring to? So in Acts, yeah, it came, it came upon all the people, but look, look, at, look at four, look at verse four. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. What about in Numbers? What do, what do we read in Numbers? The, the 70. Does it, does it say that the 70 were filled? No. 
it was, yeah, it was put upon them. So in the Old Testament, the prophets, okay, and Moses, the leaders that God had chosen, the God that God had called, he helped them, but he put his spirit upon them so that they will do the job. So, for example, so let's say in the Old Testament, let's say we're, we're, we're back in the Old the Testament. Let's say we're back in B.C., yeah. right? <laughs> B.C. stands for what? Okay. Or before, before COVID. <laughs> before Christ. So let's say we're B.C. So God calls Sharon to lead the people. So God says, I will give you a helper and I will put my spirit upon you mm -hmm. to do the job. Yes. But everybody else doesn't have that same spirit. Mm -hmm. See? Doesn't. So, because God has called her, he put the spirit upon her for her to do the job, and everybody else doesn't have that. So he only put it upon Moses and not the 70 elders? Well, see, that's when it came to that. Moses and the 70 elders. Yeah, so, okay. so then when, when, okay. when Moses needed help, okay. see, then we keep reading, that's what it says, and then he, he took the same spirit, and then he put it also upon the 70 elders so that God will use right. them as okay. well. So did they just only have it for a little while? They had it for as long as God used them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, the others that God didn't use, guess what? There was no God's spirit was upon them. Yeah. So now, when we go to Acts. So when, if the God's spirit wasn't upon the other people, how did they know that they were getting close to God? By, by the leading, by the example of the prophets and all that, yeah. So the prophets led them. Mm -hmm. okay. and, and then God, who God chose to lead them. So actually, if you actually think of it now, if you have the Holy Spirit filled in you, you're more blessed than yes. 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 Right. Yes. Yes. Because it's that one connection. Yes. You got it. <laughs> Praise God. Yes. 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 So yeah. So so that's how when you go there, when we read in Acts, look it says that they were now when the when the spirit came, when they heard that message, when Peter preached that message, then everybody in that whole room was filled with the Holy Spirit. So are you glad that you're not in the Old Testament? Because if you were in the Old Testament, guess what? We're not going to all be filled with the Spirit unless God calls you to, you know, to do something. But since now we're living in the New Testament because of Jesus, that's why Jesus says that I'm going to send a helper. And then we're going to get to that too later. And, and this, this really made me think, I am so glad, you know, that Jesus, what he did, he died on the cross 
He had to die in order to send the helper. If he didn't die. See, a lot of people think that today. They think, oh, if only Jesus was still here. If only Jesus was still here today, alive with us, we wouldn't be having this problem. But then if he was alive, guess what? If he was still alive today, then we don't have the, the Holy Spirit in us to help us. And if we needed somebody to, to ask what to do, what do we have to do? We have to go find... Yeah, we got to go find Jesus. And then we got to ask Jesus, can, you know, what, what should I do? So, so we're going to have to go find him. We're going to have to look on the, on, on the internet and see where he's at. See where he's trending. And then, and then go find him. But it's not going to be easy. You know, people are going to be fighting over trying to, trying to get to him. But see, I, that's why I say, are you glad? Are you glad that because he died? And, that he, and, then, and then he says that because he died that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna right. to give to you the Holy Spirit, the helper. So now you have the Holy Spirit. When yeah. you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, when you confess and, and believed in your heart and you said, Jesus is Lord, the moment you did that, Jesus. He gave you the Holy Spirit. Yes. And the Holy Spirit is in you. Yeah. You have the Holy Spirit. Amen. So don't forget that. That song that we just read, that we just sang. Welcome, Holy yeah, welcome Holy Spirit. We are in your presence. Fill us with your power. Fill us with your power. See, you have power. Power is in you to, 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 to change things. When we come on Monday, when we pray, we come to pray, we come together, one accord, and we, we stand on the Word of God, and we just say, Holy Spirit, help us. If we don't know how to pray, the Holy Spirit will intercede and begin to pray and, 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 and help us. See, there's power, power, power. And especially now, look, look at all these, these things that, that's going on, this election that's coming up. Ask the Holy Spirit who you are to vote for. Okay? There's, there's no right or wrong answer. It's just ask God. Ask the Holy Spirit. Help me, Holy Spirit. Who should I vote for? Who should yes. I vote for? Yes, hallelujah. And there's there so many things, and I think I thought to myself, wow, has it really come to that? Has it really come to that that politicians are, are actually saying that to uh, vote for me so we can save the children? Vote for me so we can not worry about saving the children, but we can, we can kill them, but we can protect women's rights. Right. Oh, man. Uh, it's coming to that. Yeah, yes. right. it is. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's, that's what I'm hearing more and more of now. And I thought, wow, are they really, am I really hearing what they're saying? Yeah. Right. And it's just amazing. It's just amazing. So the Holy Spirit... Is a person. The Holy Spirit is God. Yes, Three in one. God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through these, okay? 
Uh, so, so there's 10 things that I want you to learn tonight. Number one, we just kind of went over that. The Holy Spirit is a person. Okay? He's a person. Write down these verses. We're not going to read every single one of them, but John chapter 16, verse 7. Romans 8, 27. 1 Corinthians 2, 11. And then John 16, verse 13. Uh, John 16, verse 7. And then John 16, verse 13. So if the Holy Spirit is a person, he has emotions, right? Look at, um, let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. And then look at uh, verse 30. If you're there, say amen. Amen. All right. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. See, the Holy Spirit is a person, and then it says, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Yes. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Do not sadden the Holy Spirit. And I just want you to remember that he's not a thing, you know, not, not any of that. He's a person. He has a mind. Emotions. He can talk. He can speak. <coughs> the second one is this, is that um, the Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is God. Um, go to um, Deuteronomy. We're going to be jumping around here. Look at Deuteronomy. Amen. Praise the Lord. Chapter 6. Yeah, Deuteronomy chapter 6. And then look at verse 4. Deuteronomy chapter 6. Verse 4, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. God is one. And then now we're going to jump all the way back to Acts, okay? We're going to be jumping around here. Look at Acts. Okay, um, Acts <clears throat> chapter 5, and then look at verse 3 and 4. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart 
to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself. While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to who? God. To God. And if God is all-knowing, all-present, all-powerful, He knows your minds, He knows your thoughts, He knows your heart, and then the Holy Spirit is in you, and, and, and you hear the Word of God, and there's things out there that, that you are not to do, and, and you know, we, we don't want to lie to God and say, you know, I didn't do that. I didn't say that. Right. Amen. And as an example, and, and I've shared this before, when, when, I, when, I, when I was growing in my, my younger walk as a, as a child of God, I, I still smoked cigarettes. And then one day, the Holy Spirit said, why are you doing that? Are you not the temple of the Holy Spirit? Is in your body the temple of the Holy Spirit? Why are you doing that? You shouldn't be doing that. And when I heard that, I thought, whoa. So I stopped, put it away, never ever picked it back up again. Yeah. See, that's what the Holy Spirit does, helps you, guides you, teaches right. you, yeah. and then changes you, yeah. changes that's right. you, that's right. changes you. You know, maybe some of you have a testimony that the Holy Spirit helped you. You don't do things that you've done before. Maybe you don't look at things that you looked at before. Maybe you don't listen to things that you listened to before. The Holy Spirit helped you to do that because you know that it's wrong because the Word of God says so. So a lot of times we read the Word of God. So like you said, you were reading Deuteronomy, um, you know, Try, try reading Leviticus. You know, Leviticus. If anybody ever read Leviticus, I mean, it, it, there's some harsh penalties in there for so many things that, that disobey God. But today, because of Jesus, amen, because of Jesus, we have been set free. Amen. Praise the Lord. So yes, the Holy Spirit is, 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 also, is also God. So a lot of you probably speak differently now, probably live differently now, a, a lot of us. And then here's the other thing is this. You guys probably all worked, probably still working, right? You guys are probably have, have somebody that's your boss, right? Maybe some of you are the boss, right? So how do you act in front of your boss? Good. Okay. How do you act in front of your mom? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> All right. Okay. How do you act in front of your mom? Yeah. <laughs> okay. See, like I said, the Holy, he's in us. He knows us. And a lot of times when, when we're left alone and then the boss is not around, we kind of slack off. 
But then when the boss shows up, what do we do? We, we act like we're working. Yeah. We're <laughs> you know? We, we, we can't do that with God. If, if you know the word, if you, if you read the word and you study the word and you come and, 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 and you're, you're, you're learning, you know, who God is and who Jesus is, you know, we, we can't hide from God and do things that we're not supposed to do or say things or act, act differently. We can't walk out of here and act differently and think that, oh, I can do whatever I want. I'm not in church. You know, we, we can't do that. Um, maybe some of you are, you know, I know Etta run, runs a business. Mm-hmm. You know, she probably leaves her employees and then, and then she, she, she trusts them that they're going to get the job done. But then when Etta walks into the room, everybody's probably acting like, oh yeah, we're, we're doing this. <laughs> and then when she walks out the door, they're like, oh, put everything down. And then they, they probably do this. Oh, she's not here. Let me see. Okay. This, this can really take away, okay, take away a lot. That can be an idol. Yeah, exactly. It can be an idol. It can be an idol, a distraction, not just in work, okay, not just in work, but in home, not just at home, but, you know, getting to know who God, our relationship with God. It can, it can take that relationship away that we are to have with God. It's a real distraction, okay? It's dangerous. Okay, the third one is this. The Holy Spirit is, is like I said, a kind of jump to that is that he's, he's all-powerful, all-knowing. He's everywhere because he's God, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent. And um, <clears throat> let's actually, let's go, let's go to Romans 8, 11. As I, as I was reading this, and when I, when I looked at this, I looked at it differently. Romans 8, 11. And I know we've, we've brought this verse up a lot of times. So look at Romans 8, 11. But if the spirit of him, okay, who's him? God, right? Okay. Who raised Jesus from the dead, dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Remember we say that the same spirit who raised Jesus from the grave also lives in you. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean? Who said that? Yeah, you, you hit it right on the nail. You have power because there's power. God is all powerful. If God that he's all powerful can raise Jesus from the dead and that same spirit lives in you, guess what? There's power in you. There's power in you. You're, you're, did you know that you're walking around out, out there? You should be walking knowing that you're a child of God. You have the Holy Spirit in you. You have power in the name of Jesus. You can, you can, you can the word of God says, lay hands on those that are sick and that they will recover. See? Yeah, you have power. There's power in you. There's power in you. Why, why are you looking for, for other things to try to get help? There's power in you. 
power. It's in you. Because look at that. We just read right here. That same spirit who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Wow. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Number four is this one. The Holy Spirit is just like Jesus. Amen. The Holy Spirit is just like Jesus. Just like Jesus. Now, you're still in Romans. Go to Romans 14. Amen. Praise God. Romans chapter 14. And then look at our verse 16. I think I got the wrong one here. Okay, hold on here. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Is it 17? Yeah. 17. Okay. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to a different chapter here. Go to John. Instead of Romans, it's actually John. John 14. John 14. And then look at verse 26. And I'm going to read from the New King James, and then I'm also going to read from the Amplified. So, the, so the, the New King James here, it says that, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Now, I'm going to read the Amplified. Maybe some of you have it. Verse 16 in, in John chapter um, 14, the Amplified Version says this, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper. This is the Amplified. How many of you have the Amplified with you? None of you? Okay, all right. So Romans, I'm sorry, John, John 14, verse 16. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper. So look, look, the Amplified, he's saying, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper. Me. Another me. Another one like me. Who's that? Jesus. 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 See, the Holy Spirit is just like Jesus. And I really like this here, the, the Amplified. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper. And so this helper is a comforter, Advocate, intercessor, 
counselor, strengthener, standby. And then it says, to be with you forever. Amen. Look, to be with you, how long? Forever. This helper, this helper that Jesus has given to you, this helper that's just like Jesus, that's in you, is going to be with you forever and ever and ever. He's going to be your comforter. Okay? What does that mean, to be your comforter? Does that mean that blanket that's on your bed, that comforter? Okay? Okay? Mm-hmm. To comfort you, console. Okay? All right? Praise the Lord. The Holy Spirit is just like Jesus. So, if the Holy Spirit is just like Jesus, and if He's living in us, and if, if we have a relationship with Jesus, with God, and the Holy Spirit, you know what? We are to walk, talk, act just like Jesus. Just like Jesus. And is it easy? Is it easy to walk like Jesus? Is it easy to talk like Jesus? Is it easy to, 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 to be like him? It's hard, right? But what does he say? He says, I will give you a helper. And that helper will teach you, will show you, will guide you, will, will, will help you to do all these things. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. So, now, the, the fifth one is this. <clears throat> is the Holy Spirit dwells in every believer. So he dwells in you. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. What I talked about. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So the moment you put your faith in Jesus and your trust in him, the Holy Spirit comes in and dwells inside of you. He takes up residence in you. And then Ephesians chapter 1, 13 through 14, says that you were marked with a seal. So the Holy Spirit is in you, is in you, dwells in you. So 1 Corinthians, so all these here, we're not going to go, go and read them all. So for you to write it down and then for you to read it later. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. That one there talks about you are, see, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Is that number four on our list? Number five. Okay. okay. Uh, number three. I'll, I'll go through them all here in a little bit. But we're on number five right now. And then um, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 through 14, you were marked with a seal. Chapter 1 what? Uh, verse 13 okay. through 14. One. 
Does the Holy Spirit dwell in everybody in this world? Yeah, those that are born again, believers, Christians, right? So that's you, right? That's me, right? The Holy Spirit dwells in me. The Holy Spirit lives in me. Does he live in you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, the Holy Spirit lives in me. He takes residence in me. Amen. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, go ahead. So she's asking God for forgiveness. She's, she's forgiving God, I'm going to say this. So she's asking God to forgive her ahead of time before. Yeah. But she commits the sin. <laughs> yeah, kind, kind of, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. She was talking about somebody. Yeah. Oh, also talking about somebody. Yeah. Okay. She, Forgive me for saying this about that person. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What was it good? Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> See, because if, if it wasn't good, then it, it wasn't right. Then you know you're yeah. committing yeah. sin, so you, she you shouldn't. Knows that she's not supposed to say, but she said that. Yeah, that, 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 I mean that 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 wouldn't be right, you know. Because what what did I say? We are to act like Jesus. Mm-hmm. We are to talk like Jesus. We are to walk like Jesus. And if we understand the Holy Spirit, and if we know who God is, and if we know who Jesus is, and if we truly surrender our life to Him, right. you know, then we, 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 there's there's things that we, we shouldn't be doing and saying and and whatnot. Because here's the thing, is this, and I'm going to get to this later, but um, what, 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 causes, what causes division? Gossip. Okay, can you keep it up? Sorry. Gossip, what else? What causes division? Division from what? From our Holy Spirit? From each of us. From each of us. Yeah. Conflict. Unbelief. Okay, unbelief, yeah. conflict, gossip, what else? Different points of view. What else? Hatred. Hatred. What else? Lies. Okay. Lies. Lies. Not forgiving. Okay. Unforgiveness. Jealousy. Okay. So all these things that you're talking about, you know what that is? Flesh. Our flesh. Your fleshly desires is what causes division. But now look, on the other hand, what brings us all together, one accord? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. If we invite the Holy Spirit into our life, if we welcome the Holy Spirit into this place, just, just like we read, we're, we're all going to be in one accord. One accord. 
One mind, one body, one spirit. See, we're all one together through Jesus, through God, and through the Holy Spirit. But if we don't invite the Holy Spirit and we, we don't listen, we ignore him, and we just want to come in here and, okay, let's see what the message is about. Okay, that, that wasn't too good. And we just walk out of here. Or we hear something and it's like, oh, man, he's talking about me. I, I'm not going back. See, there's division. Or it's like, oh, I wish my someone was here. Yeah, or, or that, that yeah. Uh, you know, we, we, we want to point to that person. That, that person should have been here. There, there, there's a... Um, God, God dwelt, dwelt with me on this. He says that uh, we, we can't point to those that are living in sin and saying that you're living in sin. You shouldn't be doing that. Because we're, 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 we're making ourselves a little bit better than them, a little bit higher than them. We're separating ourselves from them, saying that we're not like them, which really we still are. Because the word of God says that we are all sinners. We all need Jesus. We all need help. We all need, you know, to, to the Holy Spirit to help us. So we really can't point and say, oh, you're just, you're living in sin and this and that. We can't do that. We can't. We can't. We just got to to love. Yeah. I think when you're a third party, objectively looking and you do see something, maybe someone is doing something wrong to another person, I think when you intervene, you also rob those people of what they're supposed to learn. The person who's doing the condemning or making that person mm -hmm. feel bad, they're not going to learn humility. Yes. And then the other person isn't going to learn forgiveness. Mm -hmm. So when you intervene, I think you rob uh, those lessons for those people to learn that God's putting them, even though it is an awful position, it's for them to learn. It's yeah. for their spiritual walk to figure that out. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. Very good. Very good. Very good. And and a lot of how God deals with me through through a lot of this also is through my children, through my kids. You know, I love my kids so much. I want them to all be in here. I want them all to 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 know Jesus, but. It comes to a time in their life that they have their own mind, they have their own way of thinking, you know, and, and then they're out there in the world and they're, they're being influenced left and right. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I want to go over there and say, you're living in sin, you're doing wrong, you need to come over here and you need to do, you know, be a part of this. <clears throat> the, more, the more I begin to do that, Instead of pulling them in, God is telling me that you're actually pushing them more away. He says, don't do that. Just love them. Just love them. Love them. And then, remember, the Holy Spirit, power in you, right? So I can just speak the word of God and say, Lord God, you handle it. Lord God, you deliver that person. I trust in you, Lord. I trust in your word. Yes, hallelujah. And then, you, and then I can go like this, and I can come over here, and I can say, come on, Sharon. Because this is what God's word says. 
two or more in my name. If you ask in my name, I will do it. That's what God's word says. So if we come together right here, two, and agree on it, we are nothing to worry about. God's going to do it. God's going to do it. God's going to do it. He's going to do it. He's going to take care of it. And, see, when we begin to walk in the Spirit also, there's fruits, right? We, 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 we went and read about the fruits of the Spirit. And one of them is patience. So when I pray for, for my children, it's not going to happen tomorrow or the next day. It's on God's timing when it's going to happen. But I'm just going to trust Him for it. I'm just going to trust Him for it. There's a, there's a, there's a lady, and there's a husband and a wife. They've been married for so long. And then the, the husband takes off. Doesn't come home, goes out drinking, whatever, comes home late, comes home in the morning. And then all the wife does is open the door, doesn't say nothing, doesn't say, where are you at? All this and that. Just opens the door, brings him in, lays him down, covers him, puts, lets him go to bed. Next morning, wakes up, cooks for him. Here you go. Did this for so long, years, years. Until one day the husband said, what is wrong with you? I come home late. I come home drunk. You don't know where I've been. You don't know what I'm doing. You never get mad at me. You never say anything. You, you just put me to bed and you still cook for me. You still feed me. What is wrong with you? And then the, the wife says, I have Jesus. I have Jesus. And then the husband says, well, I want to know him. Right. I want to know him. And then he gives his life to Jesus, and he changes from there. Right. Yes. See? Right. You see? Jesus' life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See? And, and the Holy, I believe that the Holy Spirit gave her that strength That's right. That's right. how to, to, to take care of that situation. Right. See, when something comes up, don't try to say, oh, I'm going to take care of it on my own. Because if you do, you're going to mess it up. Ask the Holy Spirit for, Holy Spirit, help me. What should I do? What do I need to do? Help me, Holy Spirit. Show me. Lead me. Guide me. You know, teach me. How, how shall I do this? What should I say? And then the Holy Spirit will help you. And then you're going to do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. And you'll be, wow. Wow. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Right. Thank you, Lord. Right. He dwells in us. He dwells in every single one of you. Yes. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. And then um, the Holy Spirit is our helper. Number six, he's our helper. He's your helper. He's here to help you in anything that you need in your life. Anything. He's your comforter. Just like I said, what, what do you think the word comforter means? Okay, it's not that blanket, right? right. It's not that blanket. Right. It's the Holy Spirit. He's your comforter. He's your comforter. And then he's our counselor. He's your counselor. Number seven? No, no, this, this is oh, still right. part of the um, helper. Because actually all this goes together. Right. Is that all number six? Yeah. yeah. Because if you, if you look at, um, we're still, you're probably still there in, in, um, John 14, and then verse 16. Because um, as I was reading, and I'm reading from the Amplified, 
It says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper. Okay, who's this, another, who's this other helper? He's the comforter. He's the advocate. He's the intercessor. He's the counselor. He's the strengthener. He's the standby. All of these things. Advocate. What does that mean? He's the advocate. Yeah, he fights for you. He's defending you. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. For me, right? For you, right? Yeah. He's praying for you. Yes. Intercessor. He strengthens you. He stands with you. Praise God. He will never leave you. Amen. Um, go to um, so, so leave a bookmarker there and then go to Romans 8 praise the Lord Romans Amen. 8 Romans 8 and then look at verse 26 and when you get there say Amen Praise the Lord. Amen. That was an amen. I heard that. Okay? All right. Look at verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. Right? The Holy Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but... The Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Amen. He helps us in our weaknesses. Where do you need help? Who do you go to for help? In this word, this, this scripture here that we just read, the, 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 the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. How does He help us? How does the Holy Spirit help us in our weakness? When, when we're struggling, you know, we can't go anymore. And when, when we're just like, oh, I can't do it anymore. And we just keep like, damn, I can't do it anymore. What am I doing wrong? See, how does the Holy Spirit help us? Yeah, how, how, does he strength, how does he strengthen us? How does the Holy Spirit give me strength to, for me to get back up and to say, yeah, I can do it. I can go. I can. I can. Yeah, he encourages. Sometimes there'll be peace with us. Okay. He gives us remembrance of words. Yes. Yes, that's right. So, so come over here, Sharon. I'm going to share an example on that. So, so let's say... She's down. She's like, oh man, I just can't do it no more. The Holy Spirit will come and say, yeah. remember Jesus? Mm -hmm. Remember what yes. Jesus did? Mm -hmm. Remember what he did for you? Yeah. See, because the Holy Spirit is always talking about Jesus. Yes. Mm -hmm. Jesus. Yeah. What Jesus did, his word, the, right. the word of God. Right. Remember what the word of God says? Yeah. And then he helps, he fills you up. Right. And he says, come on, come on, come on. And then we start saying, oh, yeah, I remember. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yes. Oh, yeah, I remember. All things work together for good for those who love God. 
Oh, yeah, I remember. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Right. See, then we start to, we, we, he starts bringing all that stuff back out in us. Mm-hmm. And then we get back up and then we start moving. Oh, yeah, I can do it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Oh, Father, then we just start praising Him. Oh, yes, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. See, that's what that verse means right there. He helps us. He helps us in our weaknesses. The Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. See, He reminds us. He reminds us of who God is. He reminds us, and, he's, and he, he tells us. Number seven is the Holy Spirit is our teacher and guide. He wants to teach you. He wants to teach you everything you need to know and everything you want to know. What do teachers, what do good teachers do? They, there's three things. How, why, and the way of doing it. How? How do we do it? How do you do it? Why do you do it? And then the way of doing it. So, just as an example, tying your shoestring, right? A teacher taught you how to do that, right? It could have been your mom. It could have been your brother, your sister, somebody. They they, They taught you how to do it. Okay, and they told you why you needed to do it, and then they showed you the way to do it, and then you learn to tie your shoestrings. It's the same way. The Holy Spirit does that for us. He's our teacher. He's our teacher. He has. He, the Holy Spirit has come to show you the how, the why, and the way to the kingdom, which is the kingdom of God which is the kingdom of God. He teaches you to forgive that person. Amen. Praise God. He teaches us how to work through all that that situation or that problem, that scenario. (coughs) Praise the Lord. Praise God. So ask him, when's when's, when's the last time, let me ask you this, when's the last time you asked the Holy Spirit to help you, to teach you how to do something? Okay, today? Alright? Alright? When's the last time you asked today? Okay? What did you ask him? Mine was yesterday. Yesterday? Welcome, Holy Spirit. Get my day started. That's all I said. Okay? To help you get your day started. Right? Yeah. Okay, good. Good. Yes. Yes. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes. Um, Acts 16, verse 6 through 10. Um, just write it down. He guides you. He's, he's our, he, he guides all of us. Say that one more time, Pedro. Acts 16, verses 6 through 10. You know, we, we, we hear about this, this plant, the, the, the San Juan generating station that closed, right? Uh-huh. I mean, it, it, it's a sad thing that happened. But I believe believers, Christians, you know, by the power of the Holy Spirit will lead those people into 
a better job, a better opportunity. You know, right now they're thinking, oh, that was my job, that was my whole life, that was everything. You know, but we need to be, encourage them, pray for them, and let them know, hey, God has something better for you. Just trust them. Let the Holy Spirit help you to guide you, to lead you, to show you. Amen. Amen. Number eight is this one, is the Holy Spirit speaks. He speaks. Acts chapter 13, verse 2. Actually, let's just go ahead and go there. Look at Acts chapter 13. And then look at our verse 2. I think this is plain and simple right here. Are you there? Amen. All right. Amen. Praise God. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit. (coughs) Yeah, said. Right? The Holy Spirit said. So he speaks, right? If I said, um, Lisa said, I'm saying that she spoke and she said something, right? So right right here is, is in verse two. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, he said, he spoke, he spoke, he spoke. Amen. 2 Timothy chapter three, verse 16. How many of you know that scripture? 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. All scripture is God breathing. Right? We're not going to go there, but you can write that down and read that. Number nine is this. I, I want to talk about this here. Number nine is that the Holy Spirit is a unifier. He unifies. He brings together I kind of jumped ahead of myself there because the opposite of that is the flesh is, is, is the one that causes division. But the, but the Holy Spirit is the one that unifies, brings us together as one. As one. Um, Acts chapter 4, verse 32. Acts chapter 4, verse 32. Now, the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. See, all those that believed were of one heart and one soul. And if you write down Ephesians chapter 4, verse 3 and 4, you can read that later. Chapter 4, verse 3 and 4. Remember I asked you all those, what causes division? You guys, you guys blurted out a bunch of things, right? Okay. And this is what I see on Facebook a lot. Oh, I went to Arches, and Arches, they have mean custard, they have mean um, 
uh, waitresses, and, and they were rude to me, and the food it was cold and whatnot, and it tastes ugly, and don't ever go there. <laughs> so what I just put there, 